We got Martin Scorsese here. Freaking. <laughs> <laughs> producing Raging Bull. <laughs> unbelievable, man. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. And this week's What Are the Odds? Your Major League Rugby Sports Betting Show starring WWE legend and Fox Business analyst John Bradshaw Layfield, his gambling guru, the best sports better ever, the Philly Godfather, and our gift of rugby, Gift Abelu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, host of the Grow Rugby Show and director of the HBCU Rugby Classic. Gentlemen, good to see you again. Let's get right to business. Looking at last week's records, once again, the Philly Godfather proving why he is the best ever sports better going three and one. Unfortunately, Gift and John, you two battled for the wooden spoon, which is traditionally given to the worst team in the Six Nations. It's always Italy, which is apropos because they like to cook. John, you escaped the wooden spoon this week. Gift is our Italy because he picked Houston. You want to say anything in your defense on picking Houston? Look, look. You know what I want to say is that I got the one point point the one point game correct, and I feel like getting closer on points is more important than taking a flyer on a team that you were hoping on a turnaround. So uh, accuracy over uh, <laughs> heavy hitters. John, he just made a one and three record sound great. He did make a one and three record sound. That's why gift is gift. He's a gift to us. Godfather, while these two battle for the bottom, I'm chasing you a little bit, but I'm riding your coattails so far these two weeks on getting something right that I would have gotten wrong anyway. You were three and one. You got me to go with Utah at New England. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how uh, anytime a team scores so many points the previous week, New England was, would they beat the Sabercats, 32 nothing. There's usually a letdown the following week. It, it's exactly how I, you know, drew it out with the backdoor cover. So uh, we, you know, we didn't get the outright victory, but we got the cover. And uh, you know what they say in sports betting, uh, good teams win, but great teams cover. Gift and John, how angry were you about that last try by the Warriors? You know, whenever you're talking about a nice last second big run, I give them all the credit in the world. You know, it still made it into a one-point game, which I was still hoping was going to happen at some point in time. But uh, even though I kind of called it for a completely different game, but still, <laughs> it was still one one-point game, and that's all I look for. All right, even if it wasn't the one that I got completely correct. Boom. Well, you can't. You, that, that's... I was, what I was going to say was, Gift was on the right floor, but in the wrong building. <laughs> uh, <you know>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Maybe the wrong zip code too. I look. I'm with uh, I'm with Gift here. You know, we uh, we we had we had a, a backdoor uh, lost beat, a bad beat. You know, those things happen. Uh, we had the right side, but you know, Smart Philly Godfather is the man, and we are exactly. not. But you know what? You keep saying that Philly Godfather is the man, and yet you go against him. <laughs> Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I went against because I went first last week. If I go second, he goes first, you will see our picks are very similar. (laughs) Have you noticed a trend that I go last? (laughs) Hey, I did hear your very prescient commentary in the old glory game where you said uh, this is going to be a very close game when it was 15 to nothing and it ended up like 70 to nothing. So, yeah, you're you're good with these predictions. 40 to 19 is not 70 to nothing. I'm happy for Toronto. I listened to the game. I, I, I actually lost uh, several IQ points listening to this game. <laughs> the problem with Old Glory is that, look, they lead the league in handling errors. Uh, there's a lot of self-sabotage. They had two tries that they could have got in the first half. The game could have been uh, – they could have gone into halftime leading pretty easily. 
They had two penalties, which turned the ball over. They score that try right at the end, and then right away give up that drop goal. So they go in 18 to seven instead of 15 to seven. And the first thing that happens in the second half is Fronto ends up scoring a, a try, and that just blows the game out. Could have been a lot closer. And one thing you got to note for Old Glory is they had three rookies starting, three American rookies in Cusano, Demonte Noble, and DeBoulis from Penn State, and he's on the depth chart third. So that's like your third third string QB, and it, not taken away from him. He's filling in for Jason Robertson or Kieran Hearn, and those guys are excellent players. And they showed in their ball handling errors. They have 51 ball handling errors in the first uh, few games, and that's just a lack of experience that they've got that has really hurt them. And Toronto played like they are capable of playing because they are a very good team. Next up, gift San Diego going into Atlanta. I thought San Diego was going to win this one. I was wrong. I think we should have learned our lesson uh, from two weeks ago and what we even saw from last week. We had said it before. Atlanta is a young team. It's a young team with a lot of skills on it, but it just keep underestimating development. And what happens when you deal with young teams? Not great on the road, but really hungry at home. And... Yo, we saw what happened. San Diego came in. You're coming in across the country, which we should have already put into contention. And I said it last week, uh, scheme, scheme, scheme. Scott Lawrence does not lose at home, especially whenever he gets the power of the life university going in through him. And you saw it, even though San Diego's kicked in early into that game. And they did kick in. They got that first score getting in early. But once you get the ball rolling, Atlanta started feeling it. And that that hunger of being at home, that youth, that development, that power started kicking in. And you just start rolling the teams, regardless of whatever happens. So there was no surprise. Once you started looking at it, it, it made all the sense in the world. And I think that's something that we're going to have to recognize going forward. Uh, don't underestimate an Atlanta team that pulls its power from that Life University home pitch. <laughs> okay. All right. A very confident man that went one, one, one and three last week. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it, it's funny. It's funny. All this one and three. I recognize everybody here has won the week except for one guy here. <laughs> this is not a, a sprint. It's about making money. Picking with your head, and at the end of the day, being on top. I'm following the footsteps of the Godfather. One could say blind squirrel gets a nut, except the Godfather picked ATL as well. Right, Godfather? When you handicap other sports, you look for spots. You look for situational uh, handicapping. And you got a team that was coming from, you know, the West Coast to the East Coast. You got a young, fast, hungry, young team in Atlanta at home. And you got schematics, like Gift always said. So you, you added them all up, and you got a victory. I mean, you got a... 41-22 blowout victory, and they cover the spread out. That's simple. John, you and I had San Diego. Joe Peterson was getting smacked around like Eli Manning for the last five years of his career. And I know there's no blocking in rugby, but your big guys are supposed to protect your number 10, specifically a guy like Joe Peterson, putting his body on the line, making tackles, running the ball under pressure because his guys were mishandling it. They're playing like a bunch of individuals right now. Yeah, they've got some great physical upfront guys. You know, they played play, play a really tough game against Austin, and I thought they played the same against uh, Atlanta. They didn't. You know, they, like you said, it was not a team game. They got some tough big guys up front that just have not gelled very well together yet. That last match was the Houston Sabercats. John, going into Austin, you picked this one correctly, ultimately, last week. Uh, Philly Godfather talked me into a winning bet here. I was going to go with Houston. I was going to go with a gift on this, but uh, I switched because of Philly Godfather. I'm glad I did because uh, 
Austin beat them up. You know, they, they first two tries were by Malls, and you had Houston try to get a Mall at the end of the first half, and they were just absolutely stymied. The, the scrums were stymied by Austin. You have a big physical team in Austin. I love the way they play. They could easily be 3-0 and right now. You know, they snatched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory a couple weeks in a row, and I was really worried about the team. Do you bounce back from that? They bounce back very strong. Gift, you want to apologize? I, I, I wanted to inspire these Houston players to be able to do their best to set up. Coming know, off a 32-zip whitewashing at home. You know, you, you're supposed to come back stronger for it. And I was I wanted to give him hope, even though even though all, everything went against him. They had the perfect story. But uh, unfortunately, they don't want their Hollywood moment. So I can't uh, you know, I can't be blamed for what happened after this. I gave you your shot, Houston. I gave you your shot. <laughs> you did. You did. And you're a good man for it. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. Pace and bills. And we'll be right back with our picks for next week. Don't go away been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has the taste and the flavor what do you think's on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. back with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield and Gift A. Bailu. Interesting matches coming up this week. John, I know that you are jacked for this one. You've got the L.A. Giltinis playing on the road versus the home team Toronto Arrows in New Orleans. I am jacked for this. I love the Giltinis. They're, they're, they have 15 tries. They have the most tries of any team. They only played two games. They score a ton of points. Toronto played incredibly well last week. They love the way they move the ball from sideline to sideline while also cutting at really sharp angles. Terrific ball movement. I just don't think it's going to be enough for the backs of the Giltinis and the scoring of uh, the Giltinis. I'm going with L.A. L.A. minus five on the road, Godfather. I'm going to surprise some people here. I'm very bullish on this Giltini's team, but they didn't play last week, so they could come in a little rusty. Uh, playing Toronto, even though Toronto's not playing at home, they're playing in New Orleans this week. I want to take the points with uh, Toronto. Uh, I think uh, L.A. might show up a little flat in the first half of the game. I think Toronto's got a great chance to cover that five-point spread. I just yep. changed my pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to stay with the Giltini's. You're staying with the Giltinis. I, I mean, the, Gil, the Giltinis are great. They got the best point differential, you know, in the league. They're two and zero. But I think that little, uh, you know, that, that bye week last week might leave them a little rusty this week. And Toronto's playing some good ball. Gift. Are you going to take each team from New Orleans in this this weekend doubleheader? No. In terms of the home team, I think Toronto was bound for a win last week after two basically close and a blowout win in the previous two weeks. So. In this situation, I think we're getting back down to reality. I, I don't care what people say. 
You travel that many times, it's eventually going to affect you. Giltinis would have the disadvantage if this had been anybody else's home because the Godfather said you're had a bye week, you're traveling, and you you and they're coming off in an area where they weren't getting a lot of practice time beforehand. But Giltinis are still way too talented way too fast. And as much as Toronto was able to push the pile, I, I don't foresee Toronto being able to repeat their efforts from last week going against these, a refreshed guillotinis at that. You know, a lot of the times the travel is a big factor, but coming off a of bye week, it's not going to be as much of a factor. I think the arrows are back on track and I'm going to take like the Godfather, the arrows and the points, because I think the front row for the arrows, which is an, an average of 23 and a half really stepped up after playing poorly in Utah this week. And next week, they're going to be even better. Arrows to surprise, at least cover. The other side of this doubleheader, this twin bill, if you will, is the Gilgronis coming off their annihilation of the Sabercats coming in to play Nola. Nola coming off a bye week. Nola has won 100% of their scrums. And they're a well-coached team. They're playing against a very physical front uh, who scored the first two uh, tries by Malls uh, against uh, this past week in Austin. I, this, is to me, is going to be the game of the week. Uh, I love the way that Nala sco- scores a ton, a ton of points. I'm going to go with the home team. I think Giff's going to like this. I'm going to go with New Orleans here. Both teams basically are coming off bye weeks this week. Uh, let's, let's call it what it is. But I do feel like this – uh, Austin. Austin's front. not what you're calling. You so you're saying just so people aren't confused, you're calling the win Houston over the Sabercats a, a bye week for Austin. Exactly, exactly. It you know you 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 disappointed me. Yeah, I gave you your shot. You now you get the all the heat. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I got to say is Austin has one of the strongest defense. John mentioned it before. They have allowed the least amount of points in the league, and I think even coming off of this, Nola, this is going to be a tough game for Nola. That being said, uh, I appreciate it, John. And uh, I'm going to keep going on with that side. Nola all day, uh, taking it and continuing to uh, protect this house. You know how much this hurts me, Gift? <laughs> the pick against my Texans, especially the capital of the state of Texas. This hurts me. It's the greater good, John. It's the greater good. <laughs> I, really I think this is going to be the game of the week. I think it's going to be a physical game up front. It's going to be a great game. You know, Texas uh, Austin could easily be 3-0 and right now. Agreed. Godfather, the minus three, Nola at home. What do you think? I think the game's a coin flip. Uh, Nola is at home, but I think home teams this year are only four and nine uh, straight up. So I think that three points might be a little too much. Austin could very well be two and one instead of one and two. Both teams have similar point differentials. I think uh, Nola's is two points better. Uh, I'll take Austin plus the three. I think they got the better defense. And I think this game is a pick So anytime the game's a, I make a game of pick I love taking the points. Once again, I am 100% with the godfather on this. I think Nola has gotten away with murder without their firepower in the back line that they thought they were going to have. They have been sloppy. They were very sloppy against New York. New York was sloppier and more careless with the ball. I don't think the Gilgronis, who have had a lot of rugby under their belts during COVID, are going to be that sloppy. I think they finally figured out organizationally how to win. And I think they even actually win on the road in NOLA. And Nate, I love you. NOLA, Nate Osborne, I love you. But I got to cite the injuries here for your back line and go with the Gilgronis. The next one, the Seattle Seawolves, another team that is struggling. Going into 
Utah to face the rampaging Warriors who lost last week, but again showed that they are not a 60-minute team by scoring that try late in the game. John, what's your take on this one? We wondered how good Houston was when they beat the defending champion. Now I think we're wondering how bad Seattle is because they lost to Houston. Houston hadn't scored in three weeks. And so to me, until Seattle steps up and shows that they have some semblance of the defending champion, I'm not going to bet on Seattle, so I'm going against them. Right, and it's Utah minus five. I'm, as long as it doesn't go to six or higher as far as the number, I'll take, I'll take, the, I'll take the points. For the record, you're laying the points with Utah. Yes, I'm laying the points with Utah. I'm just I'm seeing if I can get you to change your mind because that's – I may change my mind on that Alston pick this last <laughs> I really have buyer's remorse on Alston. I went only went against my state. I think I'm on the wrong side of this. No offense, Gift, but I'm, I'm thinking uh, Alston is the team. And what would Satchel Paige have to say about that, John? You're referencing the uh, Kansas City Monarchs jersey. He would say it bees that way sometime. That was his phrase. Gift, how's it bees for you? You're going with the seemingly toothless Seawolves? Right. <laughs> you got to pay attention to what you're seeing on the field. Uh, the Utah Warriors were coming back, but and only ending in one point. But I'm always put a little bit of a side to a team that has Mikey Teo on it. Whenever you're going up against Seattle and basically against the Seattle or Sabercats, which, uh, again, got to go with John and, and Godfather. And this one, like, yo, we saw them lose. We saw Seattle lose badly to the Sabercats. Badly. I There's no faith in this one. So all in a blowout game for Utah uh, to take out the win, take the win. Godfather, minus five at home, the Warriors. This is a little scary because when I was a kid, uh, famous guy in South Philadelphia, Vinny Boombots, he used to say, anytime you, saw, you find yourself on the side of the majority, you got to pump your brakes a little bit. But this Utah team at home, you got the, you know, the high altitude. You got a Seattle team that lost to Houston, who uh, has a negative 52 uh, point differential on the year and hasn't scored in two weeks. Seattle's just too bad. Uh, real hard. I just can't see them staying within the five points. I, Honestly, I'm looking to lay seven on the alternate line and maybe get some plus money. I think Utah wins this game maybe by double digits. Uh, I like the Utah Warriors here. I just don't like being on the same side with everybody, but this this is a no-brainer, I think. You know what sucks about this? When I make a pick and Philly Godfather's on the other side, I think maybe I should switch to the other side. When Philly Godfather makes the pick and me and Gift are on the same side, he's thinking, okay, I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> I'm not going with those guys. I think he's fading me and Gift more than he's fading Seattle. I remember Vinny Boombats. Uh, he was with Johnny Bag of Donuts. We were at the Bada Bing Club having a few Proseccos. <laughs> so maybe you're on to something there. But I, I think that we're okay on the side of the Warriors this week. I think Gift is a home run hitter here. He predicts one-point margins, and he'll get one, and he's picking a blowout. I think he's right on this one. This is Gift's home run. This is his one-in-four week. This is his win. Calling it. Ruth. Babe Ruth, this baby. <laughs> but the, the, the common denominator here, Gift, you have to understand, is that the Godfather is making the pick. So <laughs> it's usually the kiss of death when everyone's on the same side. But Seattle's yeah, just so bad. And like I said, you got the high altitude in Utah. Uh, you got a team that's playing some good ball. I don't think five points is enough. I think that line should be higher. 
We've got two teams on buys, the Free Jacks and Old Glory. But the final match is Rugby United New York going into Atlanta gift. Atlanta minus four. I'm not going to take away from what I said earlier. Don't dis- don't sway away from the power of Rugby Atlanta pooling all their energy from the power of a Life University and that whole stadium and everything that comes that Scott Lawrence built. It's a young team. It's a power team. It's going to be ATL. It's not going to be a blowout, though. This is going to be a close game. They are going to get tested, but uh, New York's just not ready for this uh, down south life over here, all right? It's going to be a five-point game. Atlanta coming back at the last second again and for another Rugby United incomplete game. Is that, Mike, a crisp double as a crystal ball, too? Is that what's going on there? You know, we just we just getting visions, all right? This is all, this is all we do. We just get the visions. John, you have some visions floating around in your head from time to time. What's your vision telling you on this one? This is my least confident pick. I'm just <laughs> not sure about this game. Uh, rugby United's given up 80 points. Uh, I love Steve Lewis. They run a great rugby organization up there. I'm just worried they're giving up too many points, and they have some problems. It looks like. You know, it's, it's just – I have a tough time calling this one. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Godfather. Oh, let me give oh. you some information first. I wanted to make sure they, they picked it before I give you the information. Nick Savetta, <laughs> the six foot eight eagle, is now back on American soil and he'll be in a Rooney uniform. So now they have three very significant second rows in Nate Brakeley, Charlie Hewitt, and Nick Savetta. Go ahead, Godfather. I mean, rugby lands coming off that big win. What they went 41 19 last week. And usually the following week, there's a little bit of a letdown. Home teams haven't fared well this year. I think, like I said, they're just four nine straight up. That's a lot of points. Give me uh, Rugby United plus the four points, and uh, let's see what happens. You're not going to believe this, guys, but I am siding with the godfather on this one. I'm going with Rugby United New York on the road. Now that they've had some training and they're not shoveling snow anymore, they've got their internationals back in camp. They've got Savetta. They're going to win this one, I say, by six points. So I am taking Rugby United New York and the points. Not, not the rugby. Are you taking the money line as well? Am I? Yeah. I, if you, <laughs> yes, Godfather. If you're saying that I'm taking the money line, I'm indeed taking the well, money line. Is well, that what I I'm taking? The money line too. Give me the plus one sixty on this team. I'll take plus one sixty money line, and I'll take the four points, and we'll hit it twice. Exactly what he said. Yeah, and I'm going to take it too. <laughs> Gift. I look forward to winning big in this one. Just saying. <laughs> I'm going rugby at it. You just changed your mind. Yes, I did. What I is this? First, you got an eagle at six foot eight that's coming back, and you don't tell us about that. No, I want. I don't want make our picks. Yes, I'm changing it. Oh, the information changed. You know what? And I'm going on the other side, so I'm going with him. You are so you know wishy washy. Nobody you, likes you, a you six really- six wishy washy guy. You got to release that information early because it's a market like any other market. And as True. information enters the market, opinions change. You Godfather, I gave you the information. That's all I, I'm worried I about. I understand, but you should have told me that, you know, behind the scenes. You tell in front of them, I got to act like a nice guy. <laughs> Cut the legacy, you know, with the. Hey, no. All right, so final thoughts. Let's start with GIF. I, I feel like this is we're, we're getting starting to see the role and we're starting to see the, the patterns kicking in for each of these teams. Um, I, I have to say that as much as these games have been back and forth in terms of uh, the prediction, I can't take away from how well the play has been. And we're going to just see it increasing more and more as we slowly get my, my NOLA team 
into the championships this year. <laughs> so big ups to everybody, and I'm loving this. And yo, let's get this going. Let's get this going. A game of the week in New Orleans. I think Austin versus New Orleans is going to be a physical upfront matchup. You got a team that gives up the fewest points against a team that hasn't lost a scrum all year. Uh, this is going to be a fun physical game. I'm on the wrong side of this from New Orleans. I I really believe it. I think I think Austin may may come out of this with the win, but this is going to be a fun game to watch. And in Seattle, I'm really interested to see if they're as bad as we think they are in uh, Utah. I think uh, the L.A. Giltinis, I think they regress a little bit. Uh, they're still the best team in the league, but they've been playing lights out. I don't think they continue to play at that optimum level, especially coming off a bye. Even though I think they win the game, I think Toronto uh, stays within the number. Uh, Austin, uh, I like Austin there, plus the points, uh, like I mentioned earlier. And Utah at home with that you know climate, with that altitude, they're going to be hard to beat. That Toronto-Giltinis matchup, is one that all of the league is going to have their eyeballs on because at the beginning of the season, the arrows are very good on paper and it looks like they might have their act together a little bit. And the Giltinis are the Giltinis. And it's a great litmus test for the rest of the league. On that note, guys, thank you, Mr. Philly Godfather. Thank you, JBL. And thank you, Gift. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you bet whatever the Godfather says and come back next week. In the meantime, please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show. Our global rugby recap, martial law, the Zach attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross rugby wrap-up blood donor team.